With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> no. They can't get far. Escaping the realm of darkness. The paranormal guys are on a quest to find the answers to the hard questions of where the normal meets the paranormal and the weird and where the natural meets the unnatural. So grab your holy water, call your mama, and get ready for the Paranormal Guys podcast. Woo! It's showtime, Steve. It is showtime. It's showtime. October 1st. It's October 1st. You this airs means, in a few days, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween's when coming, we, man. When are we airing this? So oh, this is this is October first, twenty twenty three. This is yes. going to be aired on October fifth, which is a Thursday after twelve p.m. on all, all right. the outlets that we utilize. And today we are going to be talking with Mr. Brad Pate. He Brad Pitt? is the, no, not Brad Pitt. Oh, he's good looking like that, though, man. I'll oh, tell okay. you, he's a good looking dude, man. All right, so. <laughs> Let's talk Mr. about Mr. Brad Pate. He is Pate. the assistant, Pate, P-A-T-E. Okay. Pitt. Okay. He is the assistant to the exorcist, Father Dude. Mike Maginot, from the house, the demon house. We're interviewing the assistant, the assistant. to the exorcist in Chicago? Yes. Well, actually, Indiana, from Indiana. From Indiana. From Indiana. Yes. Dude, but still. Wow. I mean, that's where the case was. It was in Indiana. The demon house was in Indiana. That's right. Yeah. And he was the assistant to the exorcist involved in that? Yes. I don't know if he was actually there on the uh, during that, mm -hmm. but the conversation that we did. Now, you know the conversation we had with this man. Yes, I know. It I'm, gets deep. I'm playing innocent for the, uh, for the viewer because we already did the interview, and it was amazing. Now this this guy here, he this conversation is going to get very deep, man. He's yes. oh, very good, very very good. This is everybody's going to enjoy tonight's uh, episode. I guarantee you that. Uh, so once again, we are going to have uh, the assistant to the exorcist, Mr. Brad Payton, and the whole idea of this show is going to be about exorcisms and possession, possession. Sorry, possessions. possessions. Yeah, but until then. We have a couple of little bit of announcements, and we have the news. What do you want to do first there, Stephen? Let's do announcements, though. Let's, let's, do let's announcements. get those out of the way. We've got some pretty good ones because it is October, and everybody who knows us knows that we do. Oh, probably. hold on. You know what? Oh. Before we get started, did okay. you know it has been now one year? This is our one-year anniversary, Steve. Oh, wait. For um, Paranormal Guys podcast? Paranormal Guys. It's been one year now. We've been doing this for a year? We've been doing this for a year now. And I still haven't gotten better? Damn. You still haven't gotten better. <laughs> I've gotten awesome, though. Yes. No, you were born that way. I was just born this way. Right. With the beard and everything. Bald yeah, with the beard. beard. <laughs> my mom looked at it and she goes, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> last time she's going to get with the milkman. <laughs> That's the last time. <laughs> Looks just like the milkman. What the hell? Beard and everything. What the? What the? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So moving on to announcements. Let's not get too deep with that conversation. No. <laughs> so congratulations, Steve. Thank we you. Have been around congratulations for one to you. Year. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It has been interesting because we've had so many great guests. I've learned so much about the paranormal right. uh, from UFOs to, you know, possession, exorcisms. Uh, we've done quite a bit. Oh, yeah. We've done anything. We've done aliens. We've done cryptids. We've done uh, possession. We've done anything paranormal, supernatural. And we've met a lot of really nice people along this one-year journey. And yeah. I want to say, first off, number one, thank you to each and every one of you that has been a guest on our show. Yes. Uh, you guys are awesome. You guys are uh, the reason why we're able to have great guests. Uh, we reach out to people all the time, and it's just it's just awesome. And We can't you, do it without them. Can't, you can't do it without you. If it's just we, you and me talking. Um, we were I talking mean, about the milkman. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll get pretty weird. Yeah, but these weird. guys and ladies, um, even like uh, Bishop Rake. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. So she was our first. Yeah. She was our first uh, uh, first episode. Yeah. Our I remember. Christina Rake. Yeah. I was so excited. Awesome. Yeah. She is awesome. Yeah, she is. So and, uh, once again, and also you, the viewers, the listeners, can't thank do it you very much. Yeah. Uh, we hope that you guys are enjoying the show. I hope that you guys can reach out to other people and uh, you can uh, tell people about the Paranormal Guys podcast. So once again, thank you very much for listening and thank you to all the people who came this one year for us. Thank you. All right, with that being said, it is that time of year again. And like I said, it's October 1st. So that's tour season for Graveside Paranormal, which is our parent company. Yep. We do tours throughout the Chicagoland area. And we are going to be starting it off Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. We are going to be kicking it off with the Paranormal Nightlife Tour. We have the dates of Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, Friday the 20th, Saturday the 21st, and Friday the 27th, and Saturday the 28th. Now, we are so, sold out on a couple of these already. Uh, the 14th and I believe the, 20th the 21st. Are, 21st are already right. sold out. The yeah, other that's, ones, those two Saturdays are sold yeah. out. Yeah, but um, they are all filling up very quickly, so we recommend that you get your tickets in advance. We put on a dynamic show for each and every one of our customers. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been doing this now. I've been doing it now for about eight years. Me and Steve together have been doing it for about six years. Mm -hmm. And every year we try to bring a little bit more to every tour. And one of the crazy things and awesome things about this tour is we're going into St. James Cemetery at night. We're going to be doing yeah. a lantern tour. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Now, the other special tour that we're doing is on October 19th and the 26th. Now, what's cool about this, I have two really awesome tour guides for you. Mm -hmm. Now, on the 19th, you can have Mr. Tony Sabowski, who is going to be doing the Supernatural uh, Archer Avenue tour. He is going to be doing that out of the Branding Iron. You guys are going to be exiting from there and going to all the really cool little spots there on the poster there. Going to go to Archer Woods. You're also going to go to St. James and do a lantern tour as well. You're going to hear about the Werewolf Boy, a Sacred Heart Cemetery, Resurrection Mary, and many other stories in Chet's Melody Lounge. So you guys are going to go out and have a good time. Now, on the 26th, it's the same thing. We got our buddy, our pal, my chum, Mr. Bob from Bob After Dark, Mr. Bob mm -hmm. Anderson. Bob is awesome. 
He's a very outgoing type person. You're going to love him. He's going to entertain you. Uh, so I recommend either the 19th or the 26th, whichever one you choose, you're going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, we got Kylie going out there, the little horror girl. Right. Uh, he's going to be uh, helping out. So you're going to have uh, you're going to have some real good fun uh, seeing her as well. So and I, I heard those. what's that, Steve? I heard there's going to be a uh, special guest appearance on Thursday. Oh, uh, the 19th. 19th. Yeah, yes, I'll is. be there. Steve will be there. Yeah. And now that's now that that's a team <laughs> right there. Yeah. I'm telling you, you guys are going to have a good time. Uh, and then we also have we have uh, the open house at the Roth House. I believe that is uh, the 29th. I think I just have the uh, ad here for the investigation the night before, which is all sold out right now. Um, right. Sold out real quick. Uh, but yeah. the day after uh, this. So, is yeah, this is the investigation part, which is from 8 p.m. to about 4 o'clock in the morning. It is sold out. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't get your ticket for that, mm -hmm. we do. Eventbrite does have a waiting list on there. So yeah. you can put your name on the waiting list, and if someone does cancel it, it happens. These things mm -hmm. happen. People have things going on in their lives. So if that does happen, uh, you'll be put on the waiting list, okay? Right. So And then you'll, you'll be the next up to, uh, and I'm going to get contacted. You'll get contacted, and then you guys can enjoy the fun. But if you don't make it to that one, and we right. can't, me, Steve, my wife, Sue, and a couple of the other people from Graveside are going to be out there the next following day for an open house. Now, mm -hmm. the open house is going to be from only $10 from 1 p.m. to about 8 p.m. at night. Now, Everybody's $10 gonna doesn't minutes. give you access from 1 to 8, but we have a little. No, no, no. Oh, just, yeah, tour. thank you for correcting me, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> so what everybody's going to get is they're going to get 15 to 20 minutes on every floor. It's an open house. There's three so, floors. Right. Right. There's three floors. The thing is, you're going to then uh, get a recording device. And at the end of it, we're going to send it to your email so you can listen to it later to see if you caught any evidence. Like I tell a lot of people, they go into certain haunted areas and they go, oh, there was nothing, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, the things that we in our regular life can't hear or see. Mm -hmm. But if you, all of a sudden you start picking these things up in the recordings, now you got yourself evidence. So right. I recommend, and it's a very spiritually activated house. I'm um, genuinely convinced that this place is haunted. Oh, I know yeah, it is. Like You're not very active. active. We've yeah. heard disembodied voices of a young lady inside this right. place. I mean, it's... it's Even I heard it, and oh, I'm yeah. deaf, <laughs> mm -hmm. practically. Definitely, definitely. So we recommend that people come out to this one. I'm also going to buy some treats. So I'm going to bring some treats. Along treats? The yeah, I'm going to bring some treats. So What, what do you mean? Uh, that's for people to see. I'm going to, I'm going to make a purchase out of Neil's own little pocket. Oh, that deep pocket? That deep, deep pocket that has a lot of lint in it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Neil's going to make a purchase uh, to because I want everybody to have a great time. Right. Uh, so it's very important to me and to Steve that everybody has a great time. It's not just about uh, just listening to the stories and this and that. It's about you being entertained and enjoying the day with you and your friends, your family. Right. Right. So like, the Roth House has got to be on everybody's bucket list to investigate if you're in the sure. area. And if you haven't gone already, um, it's a very spiritually active home. Uh, it's in Watsika, Illinois. It's not that far. And um, for $10, $10 and 45 minutes in this place uh, to walk around and just be in it, it is amazing. It's oh, historically and the, amazing. You know what? I almost forgot. Hmm. We're going to have Mr. Jacob Mayfield out there. We have more He's than going to be doing readings house. out there. 
Jacob is has been one of our guests this year on our first year of this podcast, and right. uh, he was fun. Um, he's a great guy. Nice guy. Great guy. So Jacob Mayfield is going to be out there. Uh, I apologize, uh, Jacob, if all of a sudden I, I lost that from my mind for a second. A lot of things get He's lost getting old, mind. Jacob. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Forgetful. <laughs> so um, Jacob's going to be out there, and he's going to be doing readings for people. Uh, that is a separate cost, uh, but it's a very reasonable cost. Uh, right. So I do recommend that you guys come out there and enjoy the, the day. With that being said, we are now going to move on into news. Does that sound okay with you, Steve? It sounds amazing. Of course it does. All right. Let's do the news. The news. All right. In the news. Chucky Doll, Steve. Chucky Doll. This comes from Coast to Coast AM. I love Coast to Coast AM. I've been listening to it ever since I've been listening to Art Bell back in the day of the early 90s. So this is the doll has been used to scare people in handing over money during a spate <laughs> of recent robberies. So they're using <laughs> the Chucky doll to rob people, thinking that it's alive. We're going to show a video in a second, but let me tell you about the article. If you happen to be a child of the 80s, and managed to catch Child's Play, which is the movie of Chucky, mm -hmm. on TV before bed, you might have some rather unpleasant memories of the franchise's killer doll antagonist, Chucky. Now, it seems that the flame-haired, that means red, haired <laughs> plastic menace has been up to his old tricks again. This time, he's in Mexico. It's a new episode. <laughs> he's in Mexico where he has, was recently arrested for his role in robberies. According to reports of per perpetrator behind the particular version of Chucky, a man known only as Carlos N. had given him a knife. Now, he gave the doll a knife and had used him to scare people into handing over their cash. <laughs> when the police caught up with the suspect, they arrested the doll and even posed for photographs with Chucky in handcuffs for a laugh. The officer responsible was later reprimanded for not taking their job more seriously. Now here, hold on a second, man. I I don't know. I'd have to take pictures too, because you want to know it's humorous. You're only human. Don't 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 be reprimanding people. That I find that to be wrong. Yeah, get yourself a little laughter, man. I think everybody's gonna get a good laugh out of that. I mean it's just the the guy who did it, you know, he should be the one reprimand for just doing dumb stuff. So he put but, the doll in their faces <laughs> and was scaring people. It is an offense, and for this reason, he was arrested. Juan Rawl Alisser, a police officer, Moncalvo police said, said that the suspect was arrested. So we're going to show you the video of what happened, and uh, it's in Spanish, so I'm going to do my best voiceover is. I can't. All right, you're going to translate, right? I'm going to translate. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do <laughs> All so. right. It's kind of loud, but do your best. Here we go. Do my best. He's saying, I can't believe this, this Chucky doll came to life. Watch yourself, young lady. He does have a knife. You just get up against the wall, says the police officer. He's pretty tall, says the female officer. Oh, I'm coming handcuffs. Take another picture of him. Why are we allowing him to have the knife inside of his pocket at this time? Hold that knife. Don't get too That's a butter knife. Yeah. What the? What the heck? <laughs> That's crazy. Did you like my translation? 
It was perfect. I mean, from high school Spanish. I mean, you're spot on with that. I'm good. I'm, that boy, that was good. good. That boy, good. I didn't know you could translate that well. Man, stop, stop, stop. Oh, oh. Do you know my name, fool? Come on. <laughs> um, well, well, that's you actually your, an interesting story. I mean, it ties in with your last story last week or last two weeks about the uh, ventriloquist. Oh yeah. Now that now, now that's. Ooh, what that, if they found a little boy? little boy's body inside that Chucky doll. So speaking of this, okay, speaking of that that doll that we talked about that was a real-life little boy that was inside this doll that we talked yeah. about, they actually have video of uh, some midgets dressing up as Chucky. Small people. They're called. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Small people. I had to click correct. No, they're, are they little people? Little people. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. Neil Gibbons apologizes. So uh, these little is that people, the right word though? Little people, or I think, it, uh, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't differently know. tall. <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, I'm vertically challenged myself. <laughs> vertically I mean, challenged. I'm vertically, vertically challenged, challenged myself. I'm only at least five foot five, five foot six on a good day. Okay. So I, I mean, <laughs> so these I are fall, maybe I fall in that realm. I don't know. So what you're saying that these little people who dress up as Chucky and chase people in parking yeah, lots? Yeah, so I was watching these videos and these yeah. guys were chasing after people, and people are like, "This, oh my god, that's like, amazing!" They got and, inside these boxes and they were all lined up yeah. at a toy store. Okay, and all of a sudden they broke out, and these people are wigging out. And they're, oh my god, it was hilarious. You ever see the Walmart uh, parking lot commercial where, or not commercial, but video where a uh, guy, ladies, like putting her shopping cart back, and then. A little Chucky guy runs yeah, out and I starts one, chasing yeah. her down the street. That's yeah. awesome. So <laughs> to all my friendly uh, uh, wee people <laughs> out there, uh, don't be a Chucky. Don't be a yeah, Chucky. Don't be a Chucky. Don't be a Chucky. Wow. All right. So, Steve, what kind of news do you got for us today? So I have an interesting story about the power of God. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely Pastor Daniel. Do you know about Pastor Daniel? No. Who's Pastor Daniel. Daniel is, uh, he's out of uh, Africa. Uh, yeah, he's an African pastor. Mm -hmm. And he decided to show his congregation that uh, he has the protection of God. And so he did this by sneaking into a lion's den at the zoo with his uh, congregation behind him. And uh, I guess a picture, a little video is better than anything I could describe. Please. So check this out. Check this out. This happened. What yeah. do you think of that? Yeah, he's dumb. He's dumb. The cat, they're like, this is a crazy cat in here. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why people go and play with these animals. Man, I, 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 man, all they're take... dangerous. My yeah. cat is a Siamese cat, mm -hmm. and uh, I wouldn't do that to him. He, he'll scratch me. Yeah, and but maybe maybe Pastor Daniel has like the protection of God on him. But um, either that or the the, the lions uh, and the lioness down there. She's her stomachs are full. That's very. Let's strong. look at this one more time. You ever see like those challenge kids who pet dogs too hard, and like you know, honey, don't don't pet the dog that rough. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you might to bite your ears too rough. Or they Pastor Dan, like he's like 
hitting the the lion like one of those kids that are kind of like emotionally different maybe i don't know that was dangerous dude that's dangerous it's not wise it's not wise no he's gonna he's probably not gonna be with us (laughs) too much longer not too much longer (laughs) all right well that is the news for today boys and girls oh hold on what so do you know what's coming out this friday a new movie a new movie what's it called it is called The Exorcist Believer. I think it's Believer or Believed. I I had to go see this. I I, I had to go see it because I saw the original The Exorcist. It's Wait, where is they this... now have two girls who are uh, oh possessed. two girls and the original mom from the original movie uh-huh. is in it. Wait, is this like um like an actual canon like Exorcist movie or is this like? It's yeah, it's canon. Yeah, it, it it's uh, a continuation. Is from what I'm seeing in the YouTube uh, um, videos, these little trailers. It's a continuation, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. This movie looks scary. This this movie looks scary, man. I, so I gotta go see twins? this. Twins? No, they're not. They're two separate girls. Two separate girls. They're like friends. Oh. I don't know what happens. I I can't wait to see the movie. Um. One other thing before we uh, get into it, we are going to be out at the Haunted YMCA this oh, upcoming yeah. Saturday. This is our last announcement. Uh, we're going to be at the Haunted Rock Island YMCA in Paracon. The Paranormal Guys are going to be out there October 7th, which is this following Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We are going to be uh, talking about evidence. Uh, we're going to be uh, showing evidence uh, at around 12 o'clock to about 12.30 or 12.40 so uh, I recommend people, if you're in the Rock Island YMCA area for the Paracon, come on out. Uh, Paraflix is a sponsor. Heliflix, Paracon as well. Um, Unturned Pages and Ocean Eye Crystals and Studio 6 Productions and WLTK uh, DB uh, radio station, I'm assuming, uh, is going to be out there. So I recommend there's going to be a lot of people out there. Um, uh, there's going to be some celebrities out there who are in the paranormal field. I, I just read that Mr. Dave Schrader is going to be out there. Um, so mm-hmm. come on out. Have a good time. Meet the paranormal guys, Graveside yeah. Paranormal, uh, because uh, we're starting out the season. We're going full throttle forward, and we are going to just have a great time this uh, month of October. And in November, we're going to eat turkey and relax. Yeah, we're going to chill out. We're going. Oh, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing just one more podcast uh we're gonna do a live one with pat and rebecca on the 17th i believe that's a sunday i know it's a sunday it's the 17th uh we are going to be showing evidence of the crown point jail uh we gathered um a lot of evidence a lot of evps and some Mm -hmm. astounding visual evidence Mm -hmm. from our emfs and i'm telling you i've never seen anything like this before in my life so we're going to have on pat and rebecca uh for both the podcast and just to say, you know, from Pat from Ghostly Podcast, uh, he's the skeptic, and he was there. And uh, the most interesting thing that night happened after he left. I know he leaves. He leaves. Unfortunately, and unfortunately, um, it, it's not it's not for everybody. Staying up late hours, it's not for everybody, and I get that, you know. Yeah. Um, and plus, it was a cold environment. It was wet and this and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're used to doing these kinds of things, but right. I know not everybody is, so it is what it is. Sometimes so, it's just worth it to stay a little bit, and uh, and when you least expect it on an investigation, it's yeah. been my experience. When you least expect it, that's when something happens. 
So after this live one, we're going to take a little bit of time off. We're probably going to come back like mid-January. Uh, so uh, if you all of a sudden you don't hear from us for a minute, we didn't quit. Uh, yeah, we're no not dead. Well, hopefully we're not dead. Yeah, well, we're not dead. <laughs> and so stay tuned. Uh, we will be back. We have to just need to take a little bit of a break. We're running ourselves ragged. Yeah. But we love doing this. This is what we truly love to do. So next, Mr. Brad Pate, the assistant to the exorcist, Father Mike Maginot from the Demon House. Boo. Oh, oh Neil. Oh. I wish I had just one more chance to go on your tour. Oh, oh hello. Well, guess what? You do this year. This October Halloween season. Graveside Paranormal is going to give you the best of the best. Come on out for our annual nightlife tour, which we are going to actually start off on Friday the 13th at 115 Bourbon Street every Friday and Saturday night in October. And guess what, boys and girls? You come out also, guess what? On Thursday nights, two Thursdays, October 19th and October 26th, we are going to be having a tour from the Branding Iron, the Pavilion. It'll be going out there. On the 19th, you're going to have special guest host, who is going to be Mr. Tony Sabowski. And on, on the 26th, which is another Thursday night, you're going to have Mr. Bob from Bob After Dark. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to once again get into St. James Cemetery at night for a nice little lantern tour. Most of you will be able to grab a little lantern, and we're going to walk through the cemetery at night. So come on out this October. And enjoy the great stories that Graveside Paranormal delivers. And as always, boom. Get tickets at tours.gravesideparanormal.com. Boo. And now, back to the Paranormal Guys podcast. All right, we're back. From the messages from Graveside Paranormal as well as the Paranormal Guys podcast. Steve, are you ready? I'm excited. You better grab your holy water. I got. I have. Uh, I have some refresh, uh, purified drinking water. Well, I don't know if that'll help you. I mean, it might no. help you refresh you. Yes, but other than that, tonight we have a very interesting guest. We are going to have the researching assistant to the exorcist, fucker father, Mike Maginot. He's well known for the Demon House, mm-hmm. that has been seen on like uh, Zach Bagans. Uh, Mr. Brad Pate here is the assistant to the exorcist, and we're going to pick his brain and ask him, how does someone become an assistant and all the experiences that he's had since being an assistant for Father Mike? So let's bring him in. Brad, come on in. Hey, Hey, how are you? Hey, Brad. How are you today? Good, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're here, man. You and I have talked on the phone and, you know, we, we, me and Brad, we met originally at Jack's uh, Paracon, right? Because I was I was doing a vendor thing next to Chris Fleming, very nice guy, and we just started talking, and then he was just we were just talking about like because he told me what he was doing. I said, "Get out of here, man!" I go, "You're an assistant to the Exorcist." He goes, "Yeah." yeah. And so we started talking, and we were, I was talking about a case that I've been going over, and he said, "Well, these are the questions that you have to ask." And uh, I said, "Ooh, 
I don't know if I can ask certain questions. I, I some things I feel a little uncomfortable, but I, I, I believe you're trying to put me on the right track. And then we met a second time at Chris Fleming's thing, and Brad presented me with this beautiful crucifix, Steve. I mean, it, I was like this. I was like, wow. I, he said he goes, I, I was, I had this feeling inside. I grabbed three of them. I need to give it to some people, so I want to make sure that. For some reason, I felt like you're one of them to uh, be given to. And I was actually taken back by that. I was like, wow, man, someone's giving me something like that. And I thought that was so nice. And I, I thank you for it. I talked to you on the phone again. I thank you for it. I gave you a hug, too. I also gave you that yep. hug. Thank you. That's a Neil <laughs> Gibbons hug. Oh, boy. Those are special. <laughs> and, you know, and so I, I thought just by talking to Brad, I, I, I found him very interesting. I said, man, I got to get this guy on. Just to find out, you know, what does an assistant to uh, the exorcist actually do? But before that, Brad, I want to know a little bit more about you. Okay. How did you get into the wanting to be the assistant? But before that, what was your first paranormal thing that ever happened to you? My, first, my first paranormal thing ever happened to me when I was a little kid. Um, I lived, I, I'm from southern Indiana. Uh, near Evansville, Indiana, uh, down uh -huh. south near Kentucky and Indiana and Illinois. And I grew up on a farm, a 63-acre farm. And when I was about six years old, uh, we lived out in the country, and it was a winter time, And the there was snow on the ground. And um, my cousin, my sister, and I were downstairs and we saw a lady in white outside the window and it scared us and we ran upstairs and um told my parents and they go downstairs and actually there was footprints in the snow but really? but there was nobody there was there any legendary stories of that being in your nope. area nope. no none Just so that was your first introduction to yeah. something paranormal that you didn't understand. Never understood it. And Never a lady in white. Is like there's always a lady in white somewhere. I'm yep. telling you. They're all over the world, these ladies in white. Yeah. Right. Now, so the, next, the second ahead. thing I ever had was when I was 19, I was fishing. I loved to fish and hunt and stuff. Used to. And I was fishing in a, um, uh, a lake on a farm. And it was middle of March. And I caught a fish, and um, from there, a, um, I uh, didn't have my uh, pliers. I only had a knife, and I tried to cut the hook out of the fish's mouth. And um, from there, uh, I kind of stabbed myself in the hand. I fell out of the boat. And what's really, really wild is you talk. we talked about the lady in white. Uh, next thing I know, I'm reaching for a light. And it was a woman type figure, and I was reaching out to her, and she told me it wasn't my time. So the wow. next thing I know is I am swimming to the surface. Miraculously, the boat was next to my head. When I came to the surface, I grab a hold of the boat, I pull myself in the boat, and there's no way I got in that boat unless I, God or Jesus or Blessed Mother or the angels, guardian angels, got me in the boat. Because I was throwing up water, and there's no way I, I did that. So. Wow. That wow. Is a, 
So you, you, you were seeing in white? Is, What's that, uh, Steve? Do you believe the lady in white is an angel? Yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like the first yep. impression I had when you mentioned a lady yep. in white earlier was uh, an angelic. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Now my you first were... ghost, my first ghost story I ever had was okay. I was the instructor in Colorado, mm -hmm. in a little town called Georgetown, Colorado, at the base of the Eisenhower Tunnel on I seventy, and I lived in. This town is like supposed to be the most one of the most haunted towns in Colorado, and I was living in this house um, that uh, about two o'clock in the morning I was sleeping on the couch. My wife was in her bedroom, in our bedroom, and in uh, I was getting up to go to the bathroom or something, and I looked out in in Colorado in the mountains, the snow and then the moonlight, or so it's like you can see outside all day. And I had the back uh, uh, sliding door open, and I looked out, and I saw a man standing at my door. And I was like, whoa, what is that? And I started looking at him. I was like, wow, I can see through that person. And it looked, it gentleman looked like a miner, like an old miner. Okay. And um, so it freaked me out, scared me. And I laid back down on the couch and I was actually, what was so intriguing was, is he stood there and I kept, I, I kind of rolled off the couch and I started peeking around the corner of the couch, trying to see if he was there still. And I started pinching myself just to make sure I wasn't dreaming. And he was there, he just looking around. So, um, next thing I know, um, after about 15, 20 minutes, I was watching him and I I finally, he was gone and I ran to the bedroom and I was shaking and my wife asked me what was going on. I said nothing. So, um, the next day I, I became very intrigued about what happened. You know, I like history and, and I went to, um, downtown of the city and, um, there was a, a place called Haunted Cafe and it used to be on, uh, there, it, there was an episode done on sightings. I think that's what it was called back in, this is back in 96, 97, 1996. Mm -hmm. Love 97. that show. Love that show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, I went in and I started, you know, cause the name of the place was haunted cafe. And I asked the gentleman, I said, I'm going to tell you something. I kind of saw something that, you know, I, I don't know what it is. And I told him what it was. And the guy goes, Oh yeah. I said, it's, People see it all the time. Like what? And um, they said what happened was is my the subdivision where I owned my house back there. Um, right beyond that where that was, they were building a subdivision, and um, it used to be the old graveyard. So they moved the graveyard out to the new graveyard to build houses, and they think that that's they disturbed that area. So. So that's um, that's probably my that's one of my um, things. So okay, you know what? Uh, I want to bring up something before we carry on with this conversation. Sure. I was going to say something before because we all meet up before um, before we start doing a live broadcast. Mm -hmm. I because I was getting a feeling about something. It's already been happening. Uh, mm -hmm. I already had the feeling I was going to tell you guys that we're going to have electronic problems. Yes, broadcast. Reason why is because I've been having problems since yesterday with certain things in my personal life. 
but it's because I've noticed when we talk about certain things like this, that for whatever reason, we start having electronic problems. Right. Uh, Steve already went out. So yep. I'm, I was about to tell you guys, but I said, no, nah, just let it go, Neil. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the last time we talked with someone about uh, this kind of a subject, we get electronic problems. Yes. Right. And I, I, I was getting that feeling when you were telling us some stories off air for a little while. And I said, we're going to have problems tonight. So let's keep that in mind. Because Steve, people may have not noticed, unless you're on our YouTube channel, that mm -hmm. Steve popped out because his stream went down. I believe that there are forces, and people can call me crazy all they want. I don't care. You're not crazy. Is that I believe there are forces at work that cause certain things like this because they don't want the knowledge. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the room or any of that stuff, or or this being broadcast things like this being broadcast to people who may have picked it up and go like this oh my god maybe something like this is going on in my life or maybe someone in my life who i love mm -hmm. that maybe this stuff is going on um so you know and actually talking about that is uh let me bring you into uh brad again is that so let's move you along you became an assistant to father mike maginot Correct. What brought you into wanting to go in this field? I mean, it's not a field where, like, you know, you 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 get something in the newspaper that says "help wanted." Yeah, you you right. don't sign up for this job. Okay, right. this career you do not sign up. God gives you a special gift to be able to do this stuff. And back in 2012, um, I met a family. I, I I had a brain injury in 2006 and. Uh, I started seeing things, feeling things that were not normal, and I went to a paranormal event, and there was a psychic test done, and I told you about that, Neil, before, Yeah. where where I I was in a room, and I basically saw uh, things in a vision when I was listening to some white noise, and I go out, and a lady was holding on to uh, a trigger object that was in a, it was a small little bag, and um, I kind of uh, freaked everybody out because there's a lot of uh, paranormal group people around there. And I kind of basically told the people it was four pebbles, red, green, brown, blue. And my friend that was there that uh, I've never met, I never met these people, said it was actually four pebbles, but it was like red, brown, red, brown, or red, green, blue, and black. But I, I was so close, it freaked everybody out. So, anyways, I, um, a lot of people used to call me. They called me for psychic things, and I was like, no, I, I'm not part of that. And um, so I, um, uh, a family, um, uh, about September 2012, um, uh, a family uh, that I met, became good friends with, they were Catholic. And they were a paranormal group, but they also had where they helped people with, you know, demonic cases, possibly. And um, they were telling me about a case in southern Indiana where um, uh, something talks out loud, just like you and I are talking, but nothing was there. It would manifest. It would start fires. Um, it would... Um, it would... It drew things out on the remote control. Um, it would get stuck in a room, and um, 
it would flip couches up on flip couches. It was a poltergeist like thing. So poltergeist activity was going on. Yeah, flipping yeah. but there, it was an entity. There was an entity there that would talk to the families. Like, uh, give me an example is um, it would go in the car with the people and you want to talk about electronics. This thing would literally um, would go in the car with them. And when the, the dad was driving, he could literally feel this thing on the back of his back it would be hitting the back of the seat and no one could see it. And like uh, their, their grandson went to Bloomington, uh, IU Bloomington. Mm -hmm. And when they were there, uh, the automatic doors kept going back and forth, back and forth. And he'd actually have to unplug the battery to be able to, to um, stop it. And um, I heard about this and I, um, you know, we all get dreams of things. Um, people don't realize people, all people get visions of things. Sure, people sure. understand it. Some people don't understand it. And some people believe in them. People don't believe in them. Um, but I had a dream in September of 2012 um, that um, I needed to get in this field. I was interested in it. Um, and I needed to study, possibly become a demonologist. So... Anyways, um, the next day when I woke up, I wrote all this down, and I called uh, the family that I was helping, um, and I told them, I said, what's going on? And they were like, well, okay. They're just like, well, you know, there's a Catholic priest in uh, Indianapolis. We know this exorcist priest. His name's Father Vince Lampert. And um, he's given a speech at the local college. So... Uh, that was that evening. So I went to the watch team at the local college and um, I was, and unfortunately afterwards I went and talked to Father Vince and told him, you know, the kind of the gift that I have and I wanted to learn how to help people in the spiritual realm, you know. Sure, sure. And, and not in the aspect of a psychic ability or anything like that. I'm talking about faith, you know, true faith in the angels, true faith in God. You know, the true faith in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit. We, we don't, you know, and, and that's what Satan, and, and because there is a Satan. People don't understand that there is a devil, okay? Mm -hmm. There is entities. There's unclean spirits that will, they manipulate people to do bad things in this world. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, we, we see it each day, but sometimes we don't want to admit to it. But right. anyway, I was telling him about it, and he just blew me off. And I was like, because he, he kind of told me that I, my, my gift that I had was from darkness. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, I, I just got this gift that, you know, I, so I was very uh, upset that evening and I went home and told my wife about it. And so I, I kind of just didn't do anything I, after that. And I was working um, uh, be, with my faith more. Um, Right. So the following year in um, August of 2013, um, uh, this family asked me to please take a look at the case. Please use, try to use what you see and, and to help this family. And I'm like, okay, I'll be happy to do that. So for some reason, I started working on this case. And it's 
the, in southern Indiana where I grew up. And what's crazy is, is I was living in Carmel, Indiana at the time. Mm-hmm. I'd moved up in 2010 from southern Indiana. And this case that came to me was basically my first case. It took me back to 17 miles from where I grew up my whole life. Really? Yeah, it was, it was, it was phenomenal craziness. And so when I went there, um, they took me there, and it came to be that the, their son died in a car accident uh, just down the street. Hmm. And um, we went and um, uh, uh, went to the, you know, the site where the gentleman passed away. And um, then we went and saw the family, and I sat down with the family, and I was there there was something that was around that it just did not like me being around. And the mom looked at me and asked me, said, did this thing have something to do with my, my, my son's, you know, passing? And I was like, out of the blue, I said, yeah, something happened. Wow. Wow. And, um, she, she was like, I knew it. And, um, but what was really bad is, is these things can talk through people and the people don't realize they're talking through you. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't. People right. don't understand it because they they manipulate the frequency. I, I believe it, the theory is that they they manipulate the, th- the the frequency in our minds. Okay, and they know how to change that frequency. So this um, lady said that to me, and I didn't realize that I was actually talking to the darkness that was actually there at the house. That was talking through her. Because she wasn't possessed, it was just this thing knew how to manipulate, you know, manipulate it, and it did not like what I what I knew. And from there, um, talking about electronics, uh, I had a at the time I was using a Samsung Note, um, you know, with the stylus. Mm-hmm. And um, the next day, when I went to my my mother's house in the, that near area, um, literally on my phone it started drawing out pictures on my phone wow really yeah out of the blue it just started scribbling things and um because i knew it was around it's just because people don't realize these things are always around us we just don't sense them sometimes Mm -hmm. and because a lot of people i feel they 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 take they just want to see it with their eyes they don't want to listen. They don't want to uh, feel. Okay, our, our natural instinct is to feel empathy, but, but we want to see with their eyes. And so, anyways, um, this thing um, uh, it was going around with my. It was around me, and it just knew that I knew the things. And um, literally, this is what's crazy: is is my wife and I. We, uh, in on November 3rd of 2013, we went to the Catholic Church in Carmel, yeah. Indiana, and I'd been working on this case. And actually, I met with Father Vince um, a couple days before that, and because I wanted him to help me with the case. And he um, basically told me he couldn't do nothing for him. For him. And, um, and I was like, well, okay. So... I was trying to help the family myself, and with, um, and this is where it leads into me meeting Father Mike Majna. Right. Is that um, this actually, this entity actually went in the church with my wife and I, 
Wow. And um, I knew this thing was around because these things can go anywhere. It don't matter if it's church, if it's wherever, they will go anywhere. And um, they might not like it, but they will go there. And uh, went to uh, up to the altar and, you know, I was do being Catholic, in, in which I'm not even Catholic, I'm actually Methodist, but um, I wasn't understanding that you don't take communion. But my wife, mm -hmm. um, she, she took communion. And when mm -hmm. we were walking away, um, the altar boy came up to us and said, you, you can't take communion. You're not Catholic. The thing of it is, this kid would never have known that my wife wasn't Catholic. Mm -hmm. You just really? take the post and you just take it and walk away if you're Catholic. So this was a kid. This was a kid you never met or anything never like met, that. And out of the blue, met. he just comes up and tells That's you this. Correct. That's correct. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then from there, I was trying to help the family. I was getting another Catholic priest involved in Southern Indiana, and then um, Father Vince turned me on to a, a non-denominal uh, uh, minister. And I was having him come there, and it ran him off. It scared him, and he, he ran away like it was nothing. And so I stopped trying, stopped helping the family a little bit uh, because I didn't know really how to help them because I was brand new at this. So um, January of 2014, um, I um, got a call from the family. And they were like, Brad, you're the only one that's told us the truth about this. And can you please try to help us? And like, because their their other son was in a car wreck, and he almost uh, he got hurt really bad, but he he recovered. But so, anyways, I told told the family that I would help, um, try to help them. And the thing of it is, is I I could never understand what was going on with this case until I finally found out that there's the car that the family actually put in the backyard after the gentleman passed away because these people were farmers. And what was happening is, is this car was the trigger object where yeah. the mom and dad woke up each day and they would look out at the the, the car, reminding them that the uh, their son died in that car. And mm. it, was the, it was the memory that this thing was feeding on. Um, their pain. It was their pain and their suffering, you know, suffering. And once, you know, we figured that out. Um, and But anyways, at the end of January 2014, Father Mike Maginot, um, it, I, was, I, went, I woke up in the morning and, and went to read my news on the Internet, and I saw that Father Mike Maginot, um, uh, exorcist priest from Gary, Indiana, performs exorcism on a kid that, you know, walked up the wall backwards in the Gary Hospital. Mm -hmm. Um and I was like, wow, that's cool. Let's uh, compare notes. And, uh, wow, that's cool. I'm going to give him a call. You know, I'm going to see, <laughs> see that hey, every I've day. been blown off by one Catholic priest. Let's see if he blows me off. So, yeah. so um, anyways, I called Father Mike, and um, um, he answered on the first call. And from there, um, he said, sure, I'm interested in listening. So, so um, I drove up from Carmel area to Maryville, and I I'm like going in, and the guy was nice as can be, and um, we uh, we uh, we hit it off. And ever since then, him and I've worked together, and and he's my best friend. So uh, I love him to death. So that's great. You know, that's yeah. that's really really good. You know, yeah. like take for instance, like us. We um, 
it's actually odd how me and Steve met mm-hmm. and uh, then the other members of the team did. Um, sometimes, shall I use the word destiny? I, I don't know if that's too yeah. strong of a yeah, word. Yeah, they use it because it's but, true. Uh, I believe that certain people are brought together. Like we had um, a person on about reincarnation mm-hmm. and they said oh, that yeah. me and Steve have been knowing each other for years, that we were actually monks at one time. And, and not like, the Kung Fu kind. Not the Kung like, Fu kind. Like well, I might just kind. We were the religious kind of monk. Yeah. Not the cool ones. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, <laughs> the stories that, you know, that the people that we meet and everything just seems to click, just like how you met Father Maginot. And then things just seem to click. Is there a reason and a rhyme for things? Maybe so. Maybe so. You know, at first, when I first started this field, okay, I tried to figure out why am I meeting all these people? Okay. What is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is, you know, we are destined in this world to do things. And the thing of it is, is darkness tries to keep this from going in. I found, I believe, that in my faith that darkness will try to keep you from reaching that destiny. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, and like we were talking, this field that you know, when, what I do with Father Mike, and even the field that you guys are in, people don't realize you're called to it. It's you know, and and I do have dealt with you know paranormal investigators and stuff, and some of them are. That they're just searching to find out what's out there, okay? You know, if this stuff is real, all right? Then I come across people that truly, truly want to help people because they love people, okay? Uh-huh. And, um, you know, um, and that's, you know, I tell people that we're all brought together for a reason. And all we have in this world is each other. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. You know, it's the truth. It doesn't matter what kind of car you got. It don't matter what kind of house you got. All we have is each other. And especially once we, we, you know, if you believe in going to, you know, going to heaven or you believe in going to, you know, down below, um, you know, uh, we, we, all we have is each other. And I agree. I agree with that completely. You know, but Father Mike is one of the most holy men that you'd ever meet. And cool. um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm hoping to meet uh, Father Mike very, very soon. Oh yeah, I, uh, I and, uh, I've already talked to him. He would love to talk with you guys. Uh, um, and you want to talk about stories? That man's got some stories, and he's very funny. So I, I'm sure he uh, is. I, I remember uh, we were talking on the phone, and he was in the background singing. Oh yeah, song that he had on, and he was like all his happiest. I never met the man, but I can tell <laughs> right off the bat that this guy's just sitting there, just singing, just being happy. You know, and I'm one like, of the things that we do, Father Mike and I do, and uh, you know, um, uh, we we, my wife and um, you know, we have uh, other people help us. Um, you know, you've met Teresa and talked to her. Yeah. Um, she she, unfortunately, Father uh, had some medical condition this past year. Yes. Um, he actually had his uh, back in uh, end of March. He had his left. Uh, um, up to his almost to his um, knee, he had his on his left leg had it um, amputated. So now he's got his prosthesis, and he's actually better than he ever been ever since I met the man. So um, hey, he keeps but, in good spirits. I'll tell you that. Oh, he is, and, yeah. and 
And what's crazy is his favorite group, okay, and this is when I first started talking to him, is we were trying to get to know each other, and he asked me what kind of music I like. Well, I was like, I like oldness, you know, I like Elvis, you know, things like that. He goes, yeah, he goes, my favorite group is Pink Floyd. Nice. Yeah. I was like, what? You're Catholic priest. You can't like Pink Floyd. So, uh, so one of the things we we enjoy to do is we, we him and I to go uh, to um, uh, tribute bands and uh, oh nice nice tribute. and there's a group called Echoes of Pompeii that's Jason and Jeremy of Echoes of Pompeii it's a tribute band they're out of Valparaiso I believe and um, they they travel around this area do Pink Floyd tribute stuff and we became really good friends with them and you know that's what we enjoy to do. We're back with back with Mr. Brad Pate. He is the researching assistant to the Exorcist, Father Mike Maginot. What we're going to talk about now is a little bit of evidence that he sent us. We're going to go through some of these things. And for those of you who have the YouTube and also on Spotify, you're able to see some of these things that he has sent us of evidence. Let's start with one of the first pictures. Steve, can you pull it up for us, please? And uh, take us through this. Take us through this, Brad. What are we looking at here? That's from one of the first cases. I That's from the case that I first got called to. That's evidence that the family um, uh, collected that this entity actually drew that out on the remote control. And what's really crazy about that case, it literally would manifest, uh, it would take the, the, the keys of the car and it would actually appear in midair and drop on the ground. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it also had is, um, I believe, uh, I think they were telling me that, uh, and I, I did not witness this, but um, the um, uh, a Pepsi can, they saw it go from one side of the refrigerator door to the other side of the refrigerator door. Wow. And it knew how to do that. Well, you know what else they should have probably done? I'm going to be honest with you, Brad. They should have probably got a Clorox wipe and clean that darn <laughs> control. Once in a while. <laughs> you know, I never really uh, caught that. So you're I mean, right. I'm like this. I'm like, man, this person really is not cleaning his stuff. Yeah. Now, you're all yeah. <laughs> How did he? Uh, so that looks etched with a knife. They actually believe the it had, believe it or not, this thing would scratch you and, 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 because they, they do, they, it's like they have claws, and um, it literally scratched that into the uh, with its finger. It it did that. So so one thing I want to point out about that picture there, I, I'm not saying yay or nay on it, but what I am saying is, it's almost like perforated. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was a knife that was going into it, Steve, mm -hmm. and it's a remote control which is made of plastic. Mm -hmm. If I did a knife in that, don't you think I'd 
you would see in marks, you know, like it looks more perforated, doesn't it? You mean like a hole punched in and then like several holes punch, punch, yeah. punch. It's it's like it's coming out. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you see what I'm saying? If it's I was to do that with a knife, if yeah. I was to do that with a knife, I'm just saying uh -huh. I would then have what looks like uh knife marks inside there. Like if you cut a piece of meat or anything like that, too, you know? So interesting photo. Uh, take us to the next one, now, Steve. So what are we looking at here? That's the granddaughter's arm. It appeared on the granddaughter's arm. And that's, uh, it looks like a big thumb. And uh, maybe. Like a like burn hand. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. Now, did this um, just appear on her arm? And that one just appeared. And was there uh, a pain associated yeah, with it, like a burn? Okay. And then how long did that mark stay on her? I do not have that answer. Okay. But it was long enough for people to yeah. gather around and her to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. What was the situation which this appeared? Like, was she minding her own business? Was she acting weird? Actually, I believe she was just minding her own business at the house. She was young. And, and the thing is, is what people don't realize is these things go after your children. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when they go after their children and especially with moms, okay. Um, they want the mom to mess up and basically say, you know, stop picking on my kids, pick on me from there mm -hmm. inviting it in. And it's, it's a new ball game from that point. Uh, and giving it attention. I'm giving that. more attention to it then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's also this, and you want to talk about electronics. This thing actually would, um, besides talking out loud like you and I are talking, this thing actually started communicating through the television to the family, and they thought it was their son that was actually um, communicating with them. Remember, I was telling you that these things uh, know kind of what in your mind, your thoughts. Oh yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Um. That's what it was doing. It was reading the family's thoughts, thinking that it was their son, but it wasn't their son. It was an entity that basically just was going to, you know, cause, you know, happen in the family. So we've we've actually had cases like this where, like, and I, I explain this to people about manipulative spirits. I explain to them what they're going to do is they're they are going to use children voices. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they want to lure you in because it sounds like the most innocent thing. Mm -hmm. And it does that with children. So it can lure you in and then it attracts the children to it. And then before you know it, the child has an attachment. Right. And it's sometimes you don't recognize it until a little bit later, but these things do exist. I know this is a fact. We've caught it on evidence mm -hmm. on some of our recordings of, of a young boy's voice that we know is not a young boy. I'm a young boy. It's not right. a young boy. I, I, you know, we, we talk about EVPs, we talk about, um, you know, ghosts and things like that, and little children, because the biggest things these things will try to do is they'll mimic kids, and they'll mm -hmm. mimic, like, you know, uh, older grandmothers, okay? Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is, is they know how to mimic that, because it makes us feel that, hey, we feel sorry for you. So can we be friends with you? You know, I'm sorry that you you you, you haven't moved on. Right. And from there, guess what? 
that's what they want. They want to trap you. It, yeah. it is a battle. It's a spiritual battle between, you know, each and every day with people. You right. Know, if you're not a strong-willed person, you're going to slowly that's decline. That's correct. Now, recognizing that it's not what it says it is seems to turn it off. For example, Neil and I have been to a place called the Sally House. Um, it's a famous haunting in Atchison, Kansas, and uh, men would get scratches in that house. Um, there would be a lot of physical attacks, and there would be an entity that um, was believed to be a little girl named Sally. Mm -hmm. And Neil and I were in this house, and we were getting a lot of activity, like a lot of investigators do. And then Neil says something, and we've done this a few times. Um, Neil goes, this is not a little girl. This is a demon pretending to be a little girl. And all of a sudden, nothing. Everything stopped. No more activity. It was like a regular house at that point. Does um, calling them out? Yes. Um, okay. Because you're telling the that? truth. You're telling the truth. Exactly. That's the thing is you're telling uh. the truth. And you, they, they know the gig is up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and this is, you know, my, I have a very, very good friend that's a paranormal investigator from Indianapolis and him and I's had some, you know, very deep discussions. And he actually stopped investigating with me a few times because when I would go to the people's house and everybody's like, well, that's the grandmother, or it's the mom. And, you know, for one, I don't, I, and unfortunately, you know, I get a lot of cases from people, and they're like, Brad, can you take a look at this? And I'm like, sure. And he stopped actually kind of investigating with me because he was thinking that I always thought these people were possessed or there was demonic entity, okay? It was going on. What's right. really crazy is, is I have tests that I can perform with people, okay? And they're actually religious tests that, you know, from holy water, people drinking holy water to... to you know, putting a crucifix on their forehead or on the back of their neck mm -hmm. um, to uh, listening certain audio, video um, from, uh, you know, they don't like the book of Job. Um, mm -hmm. If it is in somebody or there's an attachment, you play the book of Job. Uh, they don't like that. And it will start showing. And I've had where um, my friend, I get called to a case and he's like, well, it's a ghost. And I'm like, okay. So I go there and I start talking to the family and I find out that the mom has had issues with their son because the son got into drugs. And then from there I see it's going after the mom. Mm -hmm. So I um, sit down with the mom. I do some tests. And what's really crazy is once they start listening to the testing that, that's going on, and it's just like what you said, is once um, that's it's the gig's up. And yeah. it's like, uh oh, we're yeah. leaving because, right. you know what? For one, and they do know, they do know. Uh, it's like they do know who we are. You know, they know who Father Mike Maginot is. Uh, they know who I am. Um, mm -hmm. And it really, you know, it does stink. Yeah. And um, uh, they just like it's like, uh oh, we got to deal with them. Let's go. And one of the things that I've noticed doing what we do is that when these entities, at least for me, it does, is that they try to always enter into the back end of your neck. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
That's where I, I don't know. I, I really don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. But there, there's some kind of entry point. And I and I've talked to this with other people who are in the field that we're in who are understanding what I'm talking about. OK, mm-hmm. but there's I believe that there is an entry point and I believe that's at the base of your neck. Yes. And I and I and my good friend David and I have talked about this and one of the when I do deliverances with people okay because I do deliverances okay Father Mike does the exorcism um, on the people once it's approved by the church um, or approved by the bishop and uh, other bishops and things that we, we've worked with um, right. but uh, I do deliverances and one of the things I do is put the St. Benedict medal on the back of people's neck at the base of the neck. And it's like it short circuits. It's like they're in, it's in their mind and everything. And mm-hmm. it's like that area, it literally like short circuit, short circuits, the, the, the entity itself. Right. And, and it, 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 this is all theories, you know, but you are onto something with that. Because when I have done deliverances on people, I put the crucifix or the cross on the back of the neck, and especially with the St. Benedict medal, uh, St. Benedict cross, and it just, they they dissipate. They just go away. Right, because I've had it where it's where the entity will come into the base of my neck, (laughs) and I take on its characteristics. I feel its emotions. Yep. I feel who or what it is. <laughs> and like I sit there and I'll keep my head down because we actually did this at like Steve was talking about the Sally house. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming in there and I, I, I know this is going to sound odd, but I said, you're not in control. I go, I'm in my head. I'm saying this. You're not in control. Yep. I'm in control. I go at this time by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are to leave <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. And but it has to be the projection of faith. That actually, faith it has to come from your heart, it has to right. come from your soul. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. It can't come from your mind because, like I said, these things mess with your mind. Okay? Right. You have to mean it. It's that energy inside you that right. you're projecting outwards, and right. they don't right. like that. Yeah, that, they don't like that. And don't get me wrong, when these things happen, uh, for the next day or two, you're going to be sick. It's it's just it's oh it's, yeah. It, you just are. You're, you're you're sick after this. Uh, I don't particularly like it that much. Uh, I don't think anybody would, but it's just I, we want to bring knowledge to people is that some of these are the things that do happen with stuff like that, at least from my experience. I will let you know something. Believe it or not, I, I tell people, and I have found in one, we, we let's talk about holy water a little bit. Holy water, um, and I believe we talked about this, uh, that the molecules when you pray over holy water it actually holds holds its memory okay and its energy and the actual uh, when when father mike does the blessing on holy water he uses salt and by mixing with the water one of the things i have done and there's a catholic priest that actually is uh he's now in michigan he's an elder gentleman he's been in the uh, deliverance field exorcism field since 1973, I believe he said. Okay. And he told me, said, Brad, he said, if you ever have somebody with an attachment or has spiritual issues, let them um, drink some holy water. Um, okay. give, them, give them, you know, Father Mike, 
you know, the holy water, you let them drink it. And I do that and it helps. It helps. And, and just like you, you feel drained for a few days, you know, I, I do too. And I drink the holy water and it, because our body is made up of water. Mm -hmm, Right. And it's kind of funny. It's not actually funny, but I, I kind of joke with people sometimes. I was like, well, when people get baptized, because believe it or not, a baptism is a form of an exorcism. People don't realize that. But it right. Is, yeah. Is that when people drink holy water, it's to me, it's like they're drinking it. And it's like being baptized from the inside out instead of right. the outside in. It's kind of like the Gatorade of God. It is. Literally, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It literally is. Yeah. And I've had people that has had demonic they, they've been possessed literally drink the water and they just start throwing up like no other oh, wow. now you know and what, that's a sign that happens yeah what is the difference between a deliverance and an exorcism okay deliverances is when you have certain prayers that you say okay that is just they're like just regular prayers that you're actually um um just saying prayers with the you're, you know, um, you're praying with the family. You're asking, you know, God and the angels to step in and um, and allow them to work through you right. to be able to help get rid of the get rid of the entity or get rid of the unclean spirit. Because actually, in the exorcism rate, okay, in the Catholic exorcism rate, they never mention demons. They never mention demon. They only actually bring up about the unclean spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay? And um, and that's one of the things they they talk. So and they hate Latin is the, the, the thing that they hate the most is they hate Latin. Um, um, you know when when Father's done exorcisms in Latin because he believe it or not Father Mike's got his master's master's degree from Rome in Latin. He actually wow. knows the, he knows the Bible in Latin all the way. You know. Uh, backwards and forwards and what's also nice about father mike is he's a canon lawyer and um it's it's unbelievable the knowledge he has and he's got his master's degree in this and master's degree in you know canon law but um and he's also been a catholic priest for 40 years so he's definitely seen a few things in this world that yeah. um, you know not just on it stuff. Man. right yeah. he, he is and but um but no they um they they don't like Latin. So okay. let's go more into more sure. of the. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, I just got a question. And I don't sure. want to forget it. Um, so listen, there, there's like we all have. Uh, you know, you mentioned we get baptized, and that's sort of like right. a, uh, an exorcism in its form. Um, I'm almost convinced that most people, not all people, but most people walking around have some sort of demonic influence. Or attachment more and more so nowadays than any other time yes and they're not even aware of it it's correct and I wanted to understand a little bit more about what those entities are and um, how we know they're influencing us and I I kind of have come to realize that a lot of the thoughts we have aren't even our thoughts right that they're like you ever go where did i come up with that and it's not even something you would think about you know no and it's it's sort of like 
there's a knowing as well. There's a thought that might pop in your head. Uh, I would call it like an imagination. <laughs> like it's something about the past that's bothering you or you're thinking about the future. And I think that like the, the demons, uh, they, they live, they can't live in the now because that's like God's moment, right? And so they'll bring up the past to have you think and be mad about the past or worry about the future. And just kind of sitting there and being in the now and not being in your head, just sit and know God is a way that we could um, kind of do a self-exorcism or sort of get the know it is. us. It, it is. And, and the thing is, believe it or not, um, by listening to certain Bible verses, uh, because believe it or not, the, the exorcism right has basically the Bible verses that drives these things out. And, um, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a thing too. Um, but, um, you're talking about these things, pop things in our mind. Give me an example. Okay. And, and I want, I'm going to throw this out to you. My daughter, unfortunately was in a school shooting back when she was in eighth grade. She's oh, wow. 19 now. She was in a school shooting mm -hmm. and when the kid was doing the shooting in the room and he unfortunately, well, unfortunately, um, he, after he did it, uh -huh. he took him to jail. Okay. And one of the defenses, defense they said was something made me do it. It was telling me I had to do it. Okay. It came out actually that this kid, um, he was being bullied by one of the students in the class. Okay? Sure. And there was something around him that literally saw that. And it made him actually start talking to him and made him start, um, you know, uh, doing the things that push him to the point it, to isolate him because these things love isolating people to where they're alone by themselves. Um, you know, and, and, um, but, that was one of the things that he said. Also, there was a, another school shooting that I saw that was in um, California that uh, they could never really figure it out that there was a, a, a good student right. and walked into the, ca the cafeteria and um, he started shooting the, some of his classmates and they were friends. And what's really crazy is they actually interviewed one of the students afterwards and and i saw this on the news and then when she interviewed she goes um it didn't look like him when he was doing this stuff and they pressed her a little bit more and they said well his eyes were black okay well people don't realize but that is a sign of a demonic entity is when people's eyes go pure black there's no retinas nothing they're just black wow. also also being totally white being, you know just right. white eyes but but that's a um and and i do believe that and you know um and i have people say well you know well you got people with psychiatric issues well believe it or not my daughter also when she went to college she sent me an article she was studying psychology Actually, believe it or not, um, one of the things they how they actually used to treat mental illness back in older days 
was yeah. through exorcisms and deliverances. Yeah, that's, actually, that's that's how they did mental illness. Mm -hmm. Now, um, but you know, psychology and you know, because you know, that's just what it is. Well, you know, I, I in my professional life, I um, dealt with um, psych criminals, mm -hmm. and. And I, I, I had conversations with psych workers and psychiatrists, mm -hmm. and not all agreed, but majority of them, and I'm not lying to you, they agreed. I said there's a fine line between a psych disorder and possible possession. Correct. That is, you're absolutely correct. And they say to me, they said, Neil, I'm not going to admit to something like that. Nope. But the thing is, is that I agree with you because after, after seeing certain things in the, the work that I've done, uh, people go, man, that's there's some little more to that individual. Than, there is, there is. Yeah, yeah. Now there, to me, there, there's, you know, I, and I have psychologists that I work with, um, and I have a good, good therapist that I work with out of Valparaiso, Indiana, and Michigan City, and, um, you know, anybody that's got a detachment or demonic issue or anything of that nature they yeah. have post-traumatic stress afterwards so they they all need to go see a psychologist they all need to go see a therapist okay yeah. even before that they need to um but there is some you know forms that there is just psychological issues people have psychiatric issues and then there's points that it goes up and beyond what a psychiatric issue is and believe it or not, that's that is more common than not. And um, and I am glad that I the more I've talked to people and certain psychologists and psychiatrists and stuff, that they are starting to realize that they they they're starting to realize that it's not just a psychological issue. It's not just a disorder. They they mm -hmm. they know it. And you know, you asked me about a movie called what nefarious nefarious yeah the very good movie i've that i told you about the movie yeah. truth as truth can get mm -hmm. i've seen i watch i you know I, I i you know in this field um because also what people don't I, i've got a theory too is some of the movies that are made okay um that movie is being projected from their mind they're writing the script from their mind okay well Sometimes people are um, are possibly seeing the future and things, mm -hmm. and they're writing about it. And then from there, it makes it the big screen. And what do you know? Things happen in the future, you know. Um, but that movie there is, uh, if anybody's never seen that movie, that is a movie that is as close to the truth of um, possession possession as possibly can. I mean, I. I it, it is as true as true can get. I, I'm telling you, is for ladies and gentlemen. I know I did a film review a couple of podcasts back, and mm -hmm. that movie there, the dialogue between the inmate and the psychiatrist, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I recommend everybody to see this movie. Hollywood tried to keep it uh, underplayed, downplayed, and so that people didn't see it. I think people should see it. Mm -hmm. Because the dialogue, once again, between these two about how it's actually weird of how the world is now. Mm -hmm. And you hear them talk to each other and it's like, damn. Oh, it was. I mean, yeah. I, 
you 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 told me about them. I never even heard of the movie. That's actually one that I totally missed. Right. And you know, I you know, I I've had people say, "Have you seen the 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 Pope's Exorcist?" And I'm like, "Well, no." And so I'm like, "Well, okay." You know, I watched that one after a period of time. Finally, got time to watch that one. And then you at the at the Paracon said, "Hey, Brad, you seen this movie?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" You know, right? What are you talking and about? I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I never heard of this movie. And you go, you need to watch this. And so I um, went and uh, bought it on 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 um, on Apple, and I started watching. I was like, oh my god, this is scary true. I know you want to know you want to know what else is also a very good one. I, I'm I'm, a, <laughs> I'm helping out this place is uh, <laughs> this podcast called The Exorcist Files. Oh, I haven't heard about that. that. Oh my god, I've been listening to this thing. It's about another priest, just like Father Mike Maginot, who has had many cases, and he talks about the detail of how, like you're talking, of how certain things happen, why they happen, when they happen. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. If anybody gets a chance, I recommend uh, the Exorcist Files on podcast. They do an excellent job. They do a mm-hmm. great job. And I'm listening to this show, and I'm like this, oh, my God, give me more. <laughs> I, it's just so interesting. I just find the whole subject so interesting. Um, but uh, let's go over just a couple more things of evidence, and then we're going to call it a night. And we're definitely okay. going to have you on again, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. There's I, a lot I really enjoyed about. this. This you know, uh, I've uh, I get to um, I work in this field, and you know, but you know, I I don't get to talk to a lot of people about this because you know, people say sometimes you know, they're just like, don't talk to me about this. It scares me. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, actually, believe it or not, be more scared of people out there because there's some really really scary people out there. Right. You know, right. and you don't have to worry about. Yeah. You know, they yeah. Just, so. Now let's go to this one piece of evidence. Uh, go to that footprint, Steve. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see a picture that I'm like this. How? What is going on here? Give me one sec. I yeah. Think so it was... What we're going to present is a guy who's going to be standing there. He is shirtless. Uh, no, 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 this not one. that one. We'll get to that one in a minute. Okay. Let's go to the one that has the footprint on the dude's chest. So we just did the, the hand on the girl. Um, yeah. Maybe you didn't download that, that. one there. Actually, oh. they're not. I want to go back to the Brad one. Okay. All right. Go back okay. one. All right. All right. That, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now yeah. it's backwards. Yeah. I see that now. Uh-huh. We're going to pull up the one with the footprint in a second. Okay. Because these cases were at the same time. Okay. Huh. This is a case of a family that she was pregnant and um, it was a young family. And this thing literally was trying to basically i i actually believe that it was actually trying to um keep her from having the baby okay Mm. so um we worked this case for about six months and from there um i um it would write out things on her back and on her she'd get scratched and marks and things and if you notice the 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 lettering is from the inside out, and that's how it is assigned. Also, it's in backwards. It's being wrote backwards. Right, right. And by it being wrote backwards and from the inside, it, that's sign that it's an inside the person. The demonic entity was inside the person. Are we looking at her belly? That's her back. That was her, her back. back. Okay. Yeah. 
And she's after, pregnant. That she is pregnant. So we did the exorcism, and what's crazy is after we did the exorcism, she became free. And then about a week later, she had her baby, and the baby is actually um, healthy, wonderful. The family is. I, I talked to them uh, just a few days ago. Um, their 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 son um, actually plays baseball now, and he's a good baseball player. He, even though he's younger, uh, he's doing really well, and um, they're growing as a family. And you know they don't have any more issues now because they came together as a family, and that's the number one thing is. They, they, they you know did. what's nice about what you do, Brad, and because I keep hearing it from you, is that you do a lot of follow-ups with people. Yeah. And that you see, that shows your true intent, uh, that you have a natural kindness and a want and a need to help people. And that, that, that's that's very strong, and I and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I do, because believe it or not, when I start helping these people or father helps these people or, you know, it, we're a team. We're all a team together, but God, you were talking about destiny of things. Mm -hmm. God brought us all together, okay? Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the angels, brought us all together to help each other, right. okay? For some reason, I was brought to this family's life, okay, to help them, okay? Father was brought to their life to help them, right. and I believe it was for them to get their faith back and just to actually grow as a family. I, I truly believe that. And this the thing is, the entity just didn't want that to happen. So, yeah. um, but what's really crazy, if you can pull the, the footprint picture up real quick. Do you have that one, Steve? There it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a case that uh, is from northern Indiana. And it, it's at about the same time as the, the case that, that with the, the one that um, I was just showing or you were just showing, is that when I went to that that family's house, the same night I was there visiting that family, trying to help this family, and that family texted me that photo that it wrote out Brad because the entity knew, because these things are on a network, I believe. Right. And um, that entity knew that I was trying to help this family, so it was trying to get me off track so I would actually work with that family more so to, to help this family. And and that's how it does it. It was trying to do that by writing, you know, by it doing that to that young lady and then sending it over to me in text to get me where I wouldn't, I would get my mind off um, this case here and of helping this family. So Now this person here in this photo, yeah, from did they feel like something was being he was being stepped on? No, nope, not at all. It just appeared. It just appeared. Any burning on the or sensation in the skin, like a burning or an itchiness, or just an image. Yeah, it, it it just it just appeared. Okay. Wow, that's that's that is a wild picture, man. Did you know, Brad, that um, in that moment that it was an attempt to distract you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and at by that, knowing that, that truth, did by that, that time I was uh, it, it was about 2016, 17, 18. Um, I started maybe starting to figure out things, and you know, um, a lot of the things I know about this stuff, it's learning on the job. Okay, it's <laughs> on the job training. All right, you know. 
um, you know, you got the Bible, and and the thing is, is the the Bible talks. I mean, it's 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 you know the greatest book ever made, but it's the living book. Of, if that makes any sense, it's a it's a living book, you know, because we live that book each day of our lives with our faith. Yeah, and, and it's the truth because in it it talks about you know demons and 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 God, you know, and mm-hmm. angels. You know, faith, 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 yeah. and it's real. Yeah, you know? and when you're dealing with um, with these things, and like, what's the role of discernment for you? Like, when you know something versus um, them trying to make you uh, think something. You know what I mean? Like getting in your head, and that's you- where I have to. And and I'm guilty of this. Is sometimes I try to keep that to myself i write it down and stuff but i rely on a lot of people like father mike and and other people that you know teresa and my wife and you know um you know uh, believe it or not i talked to chris fleming about some of this stuff too when i talked to him um and and neil i've i've reached out to you lately is because you guys have knowledge and the thing is, is when i have questions or or um trying to figure things out i i i have to throw those things out and you guys help me process those things because your knowledge you know we're a team you know and the thing is that's why i look at things too is i was brought to your life you were brought to my life is because we're supposed to be a team together and i'm not talking about a paranormal team or Mm -hmm. or you know we're we're all brought together as a team to be able to tell the truth about what's out there what the truth is and right. people need to stop searching for the stuff because that's what the worst problem of it is, is people are searching. When they're searching, they're inviting it in. And then from there, yeah, got I, that's what I try to explain to some people is, you know, and, and, and I, I'm completely open and honest when I talk to people is when I was younger, I used to play uh, with Ouija boards by myself. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. of course, completely stupid. I, ridiculously, I do not recommend this. Nope. But it was from my faults that I did learn lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's when I first started feeling the thing where certain things try to enter inside of you and you're taking on your emotion, your emo- their emotions, this and that. Mm-hmm. And then I knew in my heart of hearts that what I'm doing is wrong, that I am doing something that you should not be doing. So I went through the whole process to get rid of this. I had to find faith in myself. And that's why I tell a lot of people, you can believe in any God you want. And that's all fine and good. I'm not going to ever tell anybody who or what they want to believe in. But as long as you have faith in yourself, that's the strongest thing you can have that will help you through that day of getting rid of these things. Is that true faith in yourself and that positivity. And and I'm I'm so blessed in the aspect that I have family that, does understand what I do and they have faith probably more so than I have sometimes because you know they can see you know they can see what's going on you know they they you know they see you know because I am affected by these things you know father's affected by these people if you're in this field everybody's affected we even talked about that the other day Neil is is that um you know, the older we get, you know, and especially in this field, sometimes it's you, you start feeling the feeling the you know the re- 
repercussions of the things. Yeah, and there is repercussions. There really is. And I I really didn't realize it until it really started happening. And it does happen. And you you have to be consciously aware of this. I'm, I'm giving this as the people, you know, take, for instance, there was a young man who is doing very good in the paranormal field. He's out there making videos and this and that. He's a nice guy, very nice guy. And he came up to me after we did an interview some a couple of years ago, and I told him about attachments. I said, please be very careful about what you're doing. And just this year, I bumped into him, and he said, Neil, I think I have an attachment. Mm-hmm. I said, I go, I'm, I'm not the person who wants to say, I told you so. But I said, you have to be aware of this. You're doing things in certain places, and some of these places – they they're very real and they're a center point for uh this kind of activity and i said and i explained to him how to get rid of it because i've had to do it myself to uh how to get rid of things myself so i always warn people please be very careful about what you're doing you're not going to get some kind of superpowers or Mm -hmm. make a deal with the devil where uh you're going to all of a sudden become some uh, hollywood celebrity or something like that which probably has happened but it there's has. A price, there's a price to be paid for all these things. It really is. Right. Yeah. You know, people people say, um, sometimes they say is, you know, when people say you make a deal with the devil, okay, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, there's a lot of Hollywood people that probably do make the deal with the devil to make sure that they get some things out there that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, um, yeah, it's very real. It's very real. Well, Brad, I'm going to tell you something, man. Great interview tonight. I, I really do appreciate the time that you gave us. Mm-hmm. And I, like Steve said, we're definitely going to do this again because we're going to we're going to have a part two, a part three, a part four. <laughs> Guys, I would love to come on and talk with you because the more knowledge we get out there, the the, the more truth we get out there, the better off we we are. And um, knowledge. These things don't want the knowledge to be told. All right. Now, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? Um, reach out to you, Neil. All uh, right. So just go to Neil at Graveside Paranormal, and I will send something over to Brad, yeah. and he'll be able to uh, tell me to tell you to tell everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I'm out to help anybody if I can, but they have to want to help themselves. Exactly. Exactly. You got to help. I, I sat in uh, 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 after mass today at church, and we were talking, and we we're me and Father Mike and uh, another gentleman was talking. And the number one thing is, is we were talking is the people have to want to help themselves. You can't. You we can't do it for them. Uh, only they can do it How with true. God's help. Yeah. That's the truth. Steve, you got anything to say before we cut off for tonight? No, this has been very uh, thought-provoking for me. Um, I think our viewers will find it, too. Brad, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, anytime I can help anybody talk with you guys, reach out to me. Sure. Anytime. All right, this is Neil with the Paranormal Guys. And as always, boys and girls, boo. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.